All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Christian Guys Talk, the podcast for Christian Guys Talk. And today we are joined by another special guest. And to not as special guests, not not really guests. We got Tim and Gabe, but then we also have yeah. the lovely Emma Reynolds, who is Yay. a staff member here at Team Missions. Yeah. So hey guys. We're, today we're CGTE. CG. It sounds like a grocery. It sounds like a grocery store. Okay, actually. After my unfortunate entrance in last episode, I'm glad to be here in person, not by accident. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Second time she's been on. Yeah, two in a row. The horror. I'm going seven in a row. So (laughs) we had that poll a while back, and if you got them all right, you should uh, let us know, and then we can. Bring you oh on yeah, the a, quiz that we did on our Instagram. Yeah, story. I got them all right. We should make Emma some merchandise. Right. I got them all right. You're on the podcast. I know. You I also get made a the free quiz. Sticker. I created the poll. <laughs> we you could make a free CGT sticker. We should. Yeah, right. make a hoodie we or something. Don't have any stickers, so please don't ask. Just us. make sure it doesn't look no, like trash. You, we all right. Do that. All right. So today, Emma is she's a current staff member here, but she's also a former BMW student. Yeah. She graduated, I think, one year before. The three of us joined. Is that right? No, that's and not right. And if you're listening in for the first time. I finished my internship in 2020. BMW is, stands for Bible Missionary and Work Training Center. Yes. Yeah. Just if you're just starting to listen in. So now. when did, Emma, when did you start school and when did you end your the academic portion, the two-year academic portion? Yeah, so I came in the fall of 2017. I volunteer-led. Time out then. Like he'll do it. Oh, we didn't pray. We already yeah, we did. did. With Josh. With Josh. Oh, yeah, Sorry, Josh. what did I do wrong? No, nothing. No, it was no, me. Cutting. And right now it's not going in. Caleb, Caleb's going to ask you that question. Oh. I was I was half joking, but. So sorry. I got confused. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to open up with my So words. I'm just the guest here, and I don't. there was like hand signals going on. And it's going to be the intro. Okay. I feel uncomfy now, but it's Go okay. ahead, Caleb. We got to have that at the intro. So Please I'm the don't. guest here. And there's like hand signals and stuff, and I don't know what's going on. They also keep yelling at me to get closer to the mic. No, we're not yelling at you. <laughs> right, and you got up. Caleb back here talking like this. Yeah, why don't you have to okay, like shut up. make out with the microphone? So we're going to open up today's... I, I felt kind of convicted because I was listening back to our first episode, and something Tim highlighted was that we'd like it to be like a daily dose of the word, daily, weekly dose of the word, but we have not actually been including direct Bible reading in all of our episodes. So I'm going to start off by reading a verse. Actually, it's two verses, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Sort of ties in with what we're talking about, which is going to be, why did we choose BMW? Why did we choose this particular school? And yeah, here's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So, let's get into it. Emma, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to BMW? So, I came to BMW, uh, which is the Bible Missionary Work Training Center, Teen Missions Bible College, in the fall of 2017. And I came because I wanted to learn about the Bible. My parents really drilled into me that going into debt for college was a bad idea, Mm -hmm. especially for someone who wants to be in full-time ministry. And so I I had this desire to grow closer to the Lord and to learn more about the Bible. And this just seemed like a way to do that without going into debt. Yeah. So it's not really a spiritual reason. It's like, because it's free, but it worked out well for me. (laughs) So you you talked about it being free, but was there any other reason like that you chose BMW rather than the thousands of other... 
like training in Bible colleges you could have done. There are thousands of other three free Bible colleges I've <laughs> not, gone to. Not, not <laughs> free. I'm saying that's one of the reasons, but like, yeah, there there is there's a whole bunch of other ones out there. Why did you choose BMW? Yeah, it must have just been a God thing. I guess that like opens up a door of time about free will <laughs> by accident. Uh, I wanted to learn about the Bible. That was like the biggest reason. I didn't want to go into debt. And I had a positive experience with team missions as a team member. Uh, it's where like God completely got a hold of my heart. Uh, before team missions, I was not, I was not walking with the Lord. And God met me in a way on my second team that I had never experienced before. Yeah. And so from there, I just, I decided to come to Bible school here. Cool. I think uh, a unique experience that you have with team missions, or at least that us four had with team missions is I think each year, one, each one of us could say that we grew more than we did the, the year before and we grew in different ways and it was a different experience and it was still good, I think, but it was, it was all different. And that, I mean, that's the thing, that's part of the, uh, that's obviously, obviously the part of the reason why, why Gabe, Caleb and I are here too is because of those teams. So those impact, I think those teams impact in a huge way. Um, I, I think I want to ask you about the school being the, okay. So for people who don't know, the school is not accredited. Okay. So why did that ever come into your mind whenever you were deciding a school and what route you were going to go after high school? Because for me, I had to make that decision at 18. Like, okay, I went to YWAM DTS, looked at that and that's only like six months and you don't really get a degree out of that. But, um, you know, I, I toured Christ of the Nations Institute in Dallas and that's accredited. My dad went there and, you know, I could get a degree out of that. What made it for you, like you had peace about not getting a degree out of the whole thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think what it really was, it came down to the fact that I was very confident that I felt called to full-time ministry. Yeah. And I was very confident that any organization I wanted to go with would take this two-year Bible college as credit. Yeah. So I know what I want to do. I want to be in full-time ministry. I know I want biblical training to do that. And I am fairly, very certain that other organizations would take this. Yeah. So because of that, I didn't look at it as a hitch because I wasn't looking to have an accredited degree to get into the business world. Now I think about going back to school and getting an accredited degree. I like, I definitely think about that like almost every day, but also I don't want to do homework again. That sounds rough. (laughs) 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 The sweet life of not doing homework every night. Reminds me. One of our staffers has a daughter who we're all friends with, but she was looking at ministries to go into and wanted was looking at Samaritan's Purse, who we had mm-hmm. worked with, Tim, Gabe, and I, a couple weeks ago. And it was like a full scholarship program, and thousands of people applied. And then she got to like the last hundred or so applicants, but then she didn't get accepted. And then when she was asking them, like, why didn't, why didn't you accept me? They told her that the reason she had gotten so far was because of her experience with teen missions. Because yeah. being a staff kid, she had gone on a bunch of teams, had all of this experience. She's been a missionary kid her entire life. Very unique life. So they saw that, and they recognized that, mm-hmm. and they respected that she had spent that time with teen missions. So they put they bumped her forward in the process. I don't remember the reason why I she didn't I think you might have it. to have like a degree. I think a it was. Guys, I think she, it might have been her degree too, because yeah, she has a yeah. she had a, she has a degree in political science. Political science. Yeah. There. What I heard was that they were doing a bunch of digital internships. Like, yeah. For like they computers and computer stuff. Science. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like computer science wasn't. stuff like that. And gotcha. It wasn't like her specialty. I think, but I I could be wrong. 
And, and it's, I'm not saying, I don't think any of us are saying it's wrong that organizations ask for people with certain types of degrees, but I, I think we need there to make the need that they needed filled. They yeah. Needed for that particular, science. yeah. For that particular scenario and situation, it, but it even was very, with all the information that she wasn't a computer science major. She made it so far simply out of missions, the experience. merit of teen missions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so actually when I think about going back to school to like an accredited college, I think about what I could get degree wise that would be helpful in ministry. So like yeah. I think about going and getting a marketing degree. Okay. Uh, Cause it's something I've kind of stepped into kind of by accident that I really enjoy and I kind of have a knack for, but also i like don't know very much about and yet I keep doing it. Yeah. Besides that too, like medical degrees, things like that all these different jobs that would be so cool to have and use as ministry. That's like something my heart still kind of wants to do, but my head is like more school. Yeah. What, um, what would you say going back to the BMW specifically, what would you say about the experience helped you grow the most? And maybe, um, we've shared a little bit about the schedule, like a day in the life of us as students in, in prior episodes, um, and that really hadn't changed that much from the time that you were a student to now. So, but what, what about the experience and maybe in day-to-day life helped you grow the most? Was it, was it that 30 minutes of devos? Was it the eight to 12 class time? Was it the work in a department with fellow missionaries? Like what, what made the experience what it was for you? Like what helped you yeah. grow? I definitely say being in the word so much. I thought I knew a lot about the Bible before I came to BMW and I learned there was so much more to know. That makes, so that four, was that makes four amazing. of us. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> learning about the Bible to see the consistent story of Jesus Christ from the Old Testament through the New Testament. Life-changing. Super mm-hmm. amazing. The Bible is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> you should read it sometime. If I do say so time. myself. <laughs> I think and now I add for the Bible. <laughs> Our sponsor. Work on, your, work on your marketing. The Bible. Um, uh, I would also say... Doing life with other uh, missionaries. Yeah. Like your dad really discipled me. Uh, Steve Peterson, he was my boss when I was a student. And he really just like did life with me because I was working underneath him. And I saw how he worked Mm -hmm. and his relationship with the Lord. And uh, I call him my team missions dad. I've actually, I had two people start a story and look at me. Timothy was even in the room. (laughs) Yeah. And they looked at me and said, your dad. And I was like, I'm sorry. But they were talking about And Emma like like looked at me and she was like, uh, Uh, like a little panicked. And I was like, it's okay. Isn't that weird that Emma calls your dad her dad? I I don't call him my dad. dad. No, it's not. I I think I say teen missions dad because like I have a dad and I love my dad. Full of teen missions dad. (laughs) But I call I call Steve my teen missions dad because my parents live in Minnesota. What? Yeah, I think one of the coolest things about being in ministry and um, I don't think it obviously doesn't just happen at teen missions, but I think it happens at other ministries too. But one of the coolest things about being here is I think I have a lot of mentor Mm. mentors and disciples in my life, and my dad my dad was great. Like raising, he did a great job raising me and he's great. Now I go to my dad for, for counsel all the time and just to, to pick his brain on stuff. But I, I also could go to the Anthony Myers of the world, the Paul Costner's of the world, the Richard Barber's, you know, Mike Blair, Beth, you know, I, you, we could go down a list of names of staff at teen missions and I could, I could tell you that I would go for them to counsel. And so I think that's what my dad is to, to Emma, I would say. Yeah. One of many. And I would say that's something I wish I did more as a student. If I could go back, I would go to the staff more with the problems and anxieties that I was experiencing to try and get advice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. dang it, I was going to say something and I don't remember that's, what it was. Give that's one thing that I think BMW does well at is we have all afternoon to work 
alongside missionaries. Yeah. Yeah, the like missionary you, you worked alongside you... though was the worst. She was like a tyrant. Oh yeah. yeah. So <laughs> get, get a, give a little give a little background to working. Tell them what you did for the first year of your school here for your work department. So yeah, the first year that I was here, I worked in the video department. Um, under under who? What was her name again? I don't remember. Emma Reynolds. Oh wow. Emma Reynolds name rings a bell. It yeah. was like my first <laughs> test subject. I had never been a boss before. I didn't I didn't know what to do with him and Maddie but at the, first. The fun subject. story about it is <laughs> I had just come out of a summer of working with my dad. He owns an electrical company. Uh, and so I'd been working with him the whole summer. So when I came in, I was thinking, oh, they'll put me in their maintenance and, and electrical uh, shop out there, and I'll, I'll, I'll be repairing stuff around the property. And so I got there, and I filled out my whole work application kind of thing. And then um, Richard, the president here at Team Missions, calls me in, and he says, so we're going to put you in, in uh, the video department. <laughs> and I was yeah. thinking, I mean, I did mark down there that I had done some, I had been involved with video and photography a little bit, Yeah. but I did not think that they would put me into the video department. So I got up there kind of with like a, it wasn't what I was expecting, but I was kind of excited to, to learn the new skill. So I started training underneath, under Emma and it was awesome. Like learning yeah. all the new skills of photography and video and editing like I, I can't watch a movie or <laughs> without or, or commercials or anything that without really without seeing oh, it now. Praise the Lord, yeah. we can. Tim. I, I, yeah. I like can't enjoy, I, like I do enjoy movies, just not in the same way I did before. I I enjoy them more. Yeah. I legitimately right. think I enjoy them more, but there's just because a lot more that, analyzing. I have that appreciation yeah. for the producers, the, the editors. Of yeah. It. yeah, I just enjoy movies. I know. <laughs> there's a lazy bum who likes to watch me. Me critiquing movies is based off of the actor's performance and just like the plot for you guys. No, no, it's not. So this is probably gonna make Gabe unhealth, uh, unhealthy. Uncomfy. Ice Age is a banger. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Ice Age. He was critiquing my. Go ahead. Okay, well, I was gonna say <laughs> maybe I don't know if this will make Gabe uncomfy. It might, but I've really appreciated having Gabe in the department. I told somebody if I give Gabe a job, I know that the job will get done and it will get done well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's like a great trait to have. He, As someone in the so working much. world, especially in ministry, especially because a lot of places you go, you might not have a whole lot of accountability. You know, when I was on my internship, if I was lazy all the time, there really wasn't much accountability, sure. which I wasn't. Sometimes I was. There's a honest. matter of trust. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah, I would say it was super impressive to watch Gabe after, I don't know, a month or two and see the videos that he was producing yeah, or yeah. editing. And I was like, man, alive. And that, I mean, like, it's really cool when you watch it for the first time and you're like, well, I don't, that's really neat. But then when you know someone that's editing it and you know the process of it, it's kind of crazy how complex it is and, and to get everything right uh, and matched you can up pick on them for all the mistakes. <laughs> yeah. And then one, you can, <laughs> one of the, I don't really notice any of the mistakes that yeah, you guys, one of the coolest would. things I liked about working in the video department with Emma was she had a couple years prior gone on an internship and kind of Emma, you can talk about a little bit how you went through Africa and you want, you want to explain that really quick. Yeah. So I got this crazy opportunity, uh, as an intern to travel through sub-Saharan Africa and basically tell the story of what teen missions is doing there, what God is doing through teen missions. And so it was like a crazy seven month trip. We hit seven different countries, 13 bases. Mm -hmm. We were moving just about every week, every two weeks. 
And it was like an absolutely awesome experience to get to see the world like that, like once in a lifetime opportunity. Can't really believe I even that Did even it. happened and that the Lord carried us through that. It was awesome. Yeah, that was part of her. So that was mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't know. And I think we touched on it before, but that was her one year internship after her two year academic right. portion of her of the school. So yeah. she got a very, very unique opportunity, a very cool opportunity. I'm sure it was tiring in, in a lot of different aspects. But I was so, so talking about that. The really cool thing about it was that I was editing and making all like yeah. a lot of their stuff that she shot and a lot of the stories that she re- recorded and stuff. I was able to edit it and make a video out of. So while I was editing those, she would come in and she would kind of tell me the story behind it and give me the experience that she had talking to those people. And that was really cool just being able to work alongside somebody who's done, gone out and been in the field doing missions uh, prior to that. And it was really cool just her giving her experience um, about... Through, through those things. Yeah, through those things and being able to see the story unfold through video was really cool. You got Poor a- Gabe. Every time I went in there, I'd just like put my hand on my heart and be like, uh, oh. my <laughs> whole heart. My heart. <laughs> <laughs> my heart is there. I'm you like, got, it hurts. You had a very unique experience because you got to meet all those people. Yeah. I mean, there are some, there are some people listening to this podcast that watch those team missions videos mm-hmm. on the page, on Facebook, on Instagram. I hope so. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can always pray that someone watches Go that. watch those videos. Emma yeah, puts a lot of Gabe Africa and Lane and Maddie put a lot of work videos. into those. Um, but you got the unique experience of actually face to face meeting those people that you were interviewing and those godly yeah. men and women who you were um, interviewing, and it's that's just a really cool experience for I think you and something that you can take and be like, yeah, there's a lot of cool testimonies over there, and we only get maybe you know a percent of what's going on overseas. Yeah. That's pretty pretty crazy. And that, uh, sort of. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say that. Was that's gonna that's one of the really cool things. When people think about BMW too, is that's another thing that's really cool is they they give you an opportunity to do an internship with them in whatever base is open to do work at. Mm-hmm. So a lot of places you'll do school, but then you don't really you don't really know if you're gonna have a chance to actually go into the into that ministry. Whereas you just get a you already joining the school get an opportunity to do a year of missionary experience somewhere. which is really cool. Yeah, it's really crazy because I thought because I was in the video department that I was going to limit myself. So I remember because the end of my first term, I'm a baby BMW student and I was already ready to go fight my battles. uh, You can't die on every every hill. And so at the Christmas party, I went up to Steve. I didn't really know him that well, but he was my boss. (laughs) And I just, I wanted to communicate the expectations. And I was like, listen, so I know I'm in video, but I want to do my internship overseas. So I'm probably not going to do my internship in video. Like I just want you to be aware. And he sort of had this like, (laughs) your dad had this like sparkle in his eyes when he was like, you can do video overseas. And I was like, so I was, I was actually, when I came back and it was about time to start discussing internship, I was going to like really push for me to go to Cambodia for a year, completely separate from video. Uh, And then your dad was like, do you want to travel to seven African countries uh, over the course of seven months? And I was like, so my idea is trash. And I like that idea very much. That's a great idea. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yes, please. Go to work, I guess, God, you know. No, I, that, uh, it kind of blows my mind that, I mean, you obviously not, not to break it to you, but you didn't do it on your own strength. Like God oh, obviously, absolutely not. obviously gave you everything. Yeah, that's breaking it to her. I think there's a deeper issue going on here on, <laughs> here on Christian guys talk. We give obvious revelations. Um, no, Thank you, Captain. Obvious. Have you, t- like, have you, have I talked to you about when I was in Madagascar? 
No. And the Lord made it very clear that it was not in my Bro, she went to like all of Af- all the Africa bases that we have. She, nah, go ahead and tell us about she, that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I got off team and I flew directly from Zambia. So my team was to Zambia and then I flew straight to Malawi. Malawi was just starting their boot camp. I loved Malawi. I fell in love with Malawi. I felt like I was the at heart, home. The heart of Africa. Yeah, I think it was the first. So something that was really a, like a shock to me was how much culture shock I had leaving my team. Because when you go overseas with a, a, a mission team, whether it's your church or with an organization, you're completely surrounded by American culture. A lot of times you're cooking your own food. Like you basically bring America with you to the other country. Yeah. And so then I was dropped in Malawi and I didn't know like any of these people. I'm sorry, I got distracted. Am I? Am I? Wow. He adjusted the microphone for me. Okay. <laughs> So you're surrounded by people that are from a completely different culture. And so I think when I adjusted my culture and everything else, it was in Malawi. And so I became very comfortable in Malawi. Are you making fun of me? No. Okay. I'm bopping through. I'm really getting distracted here. I'm sorry. So we left from Malawi and we went to Madagascar. And Malawi had become this safe place where I, I knew some Americans. I was building relationships with the students. I was getting to know the staff, all these different things. and I went to Madagascar and basically none of them spoke English. There were maybe one other American there. She was on a team though, Jessica. Mm. And it was like God completely revealed to me that I could not do it in my own strength. I, I have right. never been that homesick in my whole life. Yeah. Like it was all I could do to get myself out of bed, get a camera and film a boot camp happening. Like I love boot camp and I didn't even want to leave my room. It was so hard. And I didn't know like how to deal with it and it was super stressful. And for my travel partner, she was super stressed out because she's like, Why is Emma like falling apart like this? Like, <laughs> she's stressed out because get it I'm together, stressed man. out. And Did so you cry? uh like all the time, every day. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have this joke that I cry a lot, and it's not true. <laughs> Just starts crying. It's okay. To, it's okay to cry it's a lot. It's not true. I cry a lot, but that's because I have a medical condition. Yeah, that he like tears up tear over up. everything. Anyways, and, and now so, I've said it, so now my eyes are tearing up. Oh, no, and like, no. I got in the word, and that helped. And I, in the midst of that, I also just like I feel like every insecurity I've ever felt in my whole life would just like came to the surface. And so I just felt so insecure about everything I was trying to do. And I found this verse that talked about not being concerned about our glory, but basically like being concerned about His. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to care about whatever else. Like. I just got to push through with this. And so it was a really rough four or five days. I actually have a very like slim to none desire to go back to Madagascar because I was in such a bad place personally. Uh, God just had to like, I, he just like put his finger on it. Like, hello, you can't do this without me. Yeah. And it was like, when God reminds me, I can't do stuff without him. It's not necessarily a pleasant experience. No, it's something uh, I need no. to experience. <laughs> um, I've experienced it a few times. There's been, I, I can think of like a few very distinct times where God like put his finger on something was like, you can't do this in your own strength. And it's like, yeah. what do I do? Yeah. You know, I, but <laughs> when I first got, when we first got to Louisiana this week, even then, I, I, like I said, I was going off of two and a half hours of sleep through a whole, through a, time. through a whole uh, car trip. And then that night my air mattress deflated and it was basically like God saying, all right, this week I need you to be relying on me. Yeah. And that was just like an, it opened up my, my, my heart. And I was just like, okay, that, and that was my prayer the whole week was, all right, God, uh, I'm, I'm relying on you for my strength. I'm relying on you for courage to talk to people because I don't really like talking to people that I don't know mm-hmm. or strangers. So I was just relying on him for courage, relying on him for um, for the strength that I needed. And <laughs> there's always something that will just kind of poke you. Mm-hmm. 
either that or slap you in the face and yeah. for him to say, hey, look, you need to be relying on me and not on your own strength. Yeah, it goes, doesn't that, go so well. That goes back to uh, trusting the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Like Absolutely. our own understanding could be, yeah, my ear mattress just deflated. I'm not going to sleep well because I'm sleeping on tile tonight. Um, <laughs> but then turns out, you know, we're, we're fully energized and ready to go the next morning. And so, yeah, I think those in those moments, maybe it's as small as a mattress. Maybe it's as big as being in Madagascar and feeling alone. It's like, okay, yep, I'm not going to lean on my understanding because I'm simple-minded and I don't have it in me. I'm going to get stressed out. I'm going to cry. And I'm just, just gonna... a bunch of dum-dums <laughs> wandering around with their heads cut off. He, uh, he what's the Quite call the, to quip? What's the, the analogy. what's the call to quip phrase? He doesn't, he doesn't. Uh, call the equipped he equips the called and that's that's what we that's what we do that's what uh we're called we are not the as i think it's in the book on being a servant of god by warren wiersbe warren wiersbe he he writes that we're not the it's it's talking about the the feeding of the the five thousand. he says we are not the manufacturers we are the distributors yeah yeah so God manufactures the grace yeah. we distributed. Yeah, yeah. If we're, cool. I like that. If we we're working so hard, if we're working so hard to try and make the things that we're doing, and we're not just distributing God's love and His grace towards others, then we're doing something really wrong, and it's not going to work out. Yeah, and He's going to show us that. Like He He said to them, like, "All right, you 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 get food for them." And then they were like, how are we supposed to do that? And yeah. God was saying, yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting at. You can't do that. Oh, boy, yeah. you're about to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, we, when we ask him, like, hey, we can't do this, God's going to be like, God's going to say to us, I can do it. You're yeah. not going to be able to do it. And that's Another what, thing that comes to mind with the feeding of the 5,000, it's also saying that in an impossible situation where everything sucks, like, you're on a you're on a, a tile floor because your air mattress inflated or Ew. you're in the middle of Madagascar. <laughs> Honestly, the tile floor sounds worse. I had a mattress. <laughs> but God provides in the situations mm. where it does not seem like there will be provision anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and also what I think is really great is that when I look back on my internship and I think of God's faithfulness, I think of Madagascar. We're like... I you, you, was completely falling apart. Like literally the, you completely. You think about the hardest apart. moment. Yeah. That's and it's crazy. like, you know, it was yeah. really, what's really awesome about it too, is that God was faithful. We have by only God's grace, we have footage of Madagascar boot camp. You know, we went on this terrifying motorcycle ride. Like it's actually one of the only times in my whole life where I actually legitimately thought I was going to die. And I wasn't being dramatic about it. It was pitch dark. We did not have a headlight. Uh, the guy like stopped the bike and turned his flashlight on, on his phone. And he didn't really need to speak English. So basically he like gestured to me, like, can you hold this as like a, as like a, a headlight? Can you be a human headlight for me? And we're like shin deep sand going 60, 70, 80 kilometers an hour. And I just remember the whole time thinking like, I'm, we're going to crash and I'm either going to break a leg or I'm going to die. And I decided to wear a very thin sweatshirt and a skirt. And I was like, if we crash, like I'm just going to die. And I just remember thinking the whole time, like I was so scared. I was like, if I die, like, it's okay. Like, I know how the story ends. I'm going to go and be with Jesus. So I was like praying the whole time, like, Jesus, but, if I'm going to die, it's okay. If, if someone makes a book off of my life, is this how I want to share how I died? Yeah. <laughs> if someone's going to write a book, do I want to die on the back of a motorcycle in Madagascar? I mean, we got Nate Saint and hey, Jim Elliott, you know, was, martyred, but then I'm going to die on a motorcycle. <laughs> funny story, Madagascar, the Madagascar overview video 
It was actually one of my first videos that I edited. Really? Oh, when I, after I after yeah. I started oh, wow. training. Wow. So. Yeah, it was really the first base in Madagascar. When we went to the the south base, I started. I I had a better time. Like yeah. it got better. That was like a transition. Maybe point I should. Maybe I should do my move. internship in Madagascar. No, you're doing it. Is oh. that how you pronounce yep. it? Remember, we're gonna be pals. Bangan Bangan Drani. Bangan Drani. Seventy two hours. I don't speak So yeah, I don't either. It's super hard I was also gonna say it's like the same thing with. Like the team member interviews, if, if you guys are fans of team missions and watching the team member videos, also like the total faithfulness of God, because that was another point in my life where I was like super burnt out. I was just finishing up a preteen team. I was completely exhausted, completely worn out. I had no creative energy, like nothing. I, I had like nothing left. And, and creative, creative energy is what you guys, what the video department is, yeah. it lives off of. You know, right. you and then I just like in my personal life had a lot of really stressful things going on that I was not handling well. Boy, everyone's gonna think I'm like always having an emotional breakdown on this podcast. No, it's I, just, I'm not always. It's I'm just, just God working, guys. I'm just guys. honest about it. Other people hide it. I'm just honest about it. And so, like all of those testimonies too. It's like this is the grace of God that we have these because uh, Tim was holding the microphone, so we know it's already the grace of God. And then also me <laughs> having a breakdown. <laughs> that nice. We had a lot of fun on those. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. We're gonna ask uh, Emma some more questions and do top three. So Emma, you wanted to you wanted to share something about discipleship and the significance of that. Yeah. So we were talking about discipleship, and I was gonna say one of the things I really loved about BMW personally was just the doing life together. So something Steve has said to me, Tim's dad, was that we think discipleship means going out to get coffee once a week with someone and you know talking about life. I'm not trying to like diss that kind of discipleship because there's definitely a place for that. But he said, you know, when Jesus discipled his disciples. He said they did life together. Mm -hmm. And that was like my BMW experience. Like I was doing life with other Christians. Um, I was doing life with like your dad. I would say he discipled me. And and now I feel like even like some of the ladies here at Team Missions, like Beth gives me so much solid advice and, and different stuff like that. And just that doing life together, I think is really valuable. Also with that though, sometimes comes conflict. That's definitely mm. something I learned at BMW. Oh, the conflict. Not saying there's like a ton of conflict at BMW. People, people are people are just imperfect, and yeah. I think I think for for me, and this is actually one reason I, I I chose BMW, and it's again not specific to BMW. It's gonna be anywhere you go, but I I came in with the assumption that people in ministry are they're like anti-drama and there's nothing wrong, like nothing, no <laughs> okay, conflict quick happens show there. Of hands. How many of us came into BMW thinking that that? I don't know if I thought there Honestly, wouldn't that's be only conflict. Two hands. Never I don't mind. think I, I don't know if I thought there wouldn't be conflict. I just wasn't expecting to have conflict maybe. I don't know how to explain it really. And I, mean, I, I don't mean it in like I, I'm not trying to be like rude towards people or anything like that. It's just whenever you gather, you know, a group of people, there's going to sometimes be problems and something we need to learn is how to work through that. And no, that was we, something we I learned at BMW. I did not know how to resolve conflict very well before I came to BMW. Like play, really at all. And we, I would never like confront anyone. Not that like you should go and be like confrontation. But say like, look, I feel Emma, like there's an issue between us, and I think we issue. need to work this out. When and when we play a big part, we play a big part in that too. It, we're not. It's not just. It's not just the. It's not just the other one, and I think that's another thing I had to learn at BMW was yeah. the pointing finger. And I don't know who says it, but it's the. 
when you point a finger at someone, look at your hand, and there's three other ones pointing back at you? Just point with all your fingers. Yeah, I can say yeah, I that, had, that is not I had conflict. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, I had conflict with somebody here. And at the time, I think I thought I was like 100% in the right. And I look back on it now, and there were a lot of situations where I acted like an absolute wit. And... <laughs> Like, honestly, I did. And it was like, dang, Emma, and, like, it's not always about you. And then I beat, I beat myself up later about it because I was like, why did it take me so long to realize that I, Dude, I had a part like, in that and I, I should have worked on that that's myself. That's one of the biggest humbling parts of conflict mm. is when that's you're true. in the wrong, to be able to put your pride down enough to go and admit that you're wrong, even if you fought to the bitter end that you were right, and then you find out, wait a second, I was wrong, that actually ups the benefit you get because then walking up to that person that you were wrong to Mm -hmm. and saying like hey i was wrong sorry my bad it's also motive it's also your motive too like why why am i so passionate about this or why am i talking to this person am i like why am i talking to this person about this am i coming from a place of i care for their well-being or am i just just am i just talking and being a jerk because of selfish i just want to be right and that's something I don't know. And what was really cool about this situation, at the time it wasn't cool, because like, like I said, like we had massive conflict, me and this, this person, and it was really bad. And like I said, I, I did not handle it well, and I did not handle it correctly. But we ended up being able to work it out, and we had a great working relationship. Like I can honestly say um, that I loved working with them by yeah. the end of it. And that like is awesome. Like That's how, that's how it should be with, mm-hmm. with Christians, that if we have conflict, that eventually we work through it. We figure out what we're doing that's getting on the other person's nerves, and then we continue to strive together for for the cause of the gospel. Yeah, and so that's like, yeah, that, yeah, that was good. That's that's I like that because a lot of people they think, oh, conflict's bad, so let's not have any conflict, in yeah. the sense of just just ignore it. Like if there's a problem that I have that's with like someone else, just completely ignore it. Like, and in some sense, there is just sometimes you just gotta let it go. Yeah. But then there's other times where just pretending like everything's good is not. A good thing to do yeah so yeah. and it's hard to figure that, those things out like yeah, what is this a thing that confront i confront so yeah. it but then you also yeah. need to be humble at the same time and i try to like ask myself like am i able to forgive this and move on without holding it against the person or do i need to sit down and talk to them and i i hate sitting down and talking to people about conflict like yeah. i loathe it entirely. i don't know is and you gotta make sure that you've forgiven the person first before you go into the conflict. Is there anyone so who likes that? Into there's the, got to be. The no, there are freaks of nature. I think. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's probably I can some name of them listening. One that we all know. That enjoys not going conflict. To, yeah. No. Yeah, no. No. I'm not actually, I do them. know someone. I know someone who enjoys confrontation, and I don't understand because I like get so stressed out about it, and I not mm. conflict, but confrontation. Caleb. Yeah, confrontation. Yeah. If you like conflict, like what? If you like conflict, you need to check, check your heart. That that's not right. Yeah. Okay, but who likes being in the know in conflict? I feel like that there are definitely people who likes who being in the know yeah. of it yeah like someone else's oh likes to know. know the conflict yeah, no like yeah. we all like to feel like we're on the inside scoop so in a way yeah. that's enjoying conflict. that's not good no it's not that i'm not saying that's a good a, thing i'm saying like that's that's me confessing faults one to another that like, reminds me of one of my verse one, one of my verse one of my favorite one verses. of my own verses that i wrote ecclesiastes 118 <laughs> with much wisdom comes much grief with increasing knowledge mm. increasing pain the more you know about stuff that you don't need to know about, the more it hurts you. And since you don't need to know about it, you can't then go and say like, hey, the way that you're conflicting with conflicting with this person is hurting me because then that also exposes you for being a little rat. Oh, my. <laughs> to, put, to put it bluntly. <laughs> I was just going to say this is a totally like taking that truth and applying it in maybe an unspiritual way. When I was a student, 
we had so many more rules. They've they've gotten rid of a lot of rules since then. Praise and the I people who ask me, is that in the rule book? And I say, Don't look it up. I don't want to know. Because if I don't know, I can break the rule without oh feeling gosh. guilty. Because I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And I still do that sometimes. Like think, I'll ask Miss Pat, do you think this is okay is. if I do this? And she's like, I think it's okay. And I'm like, I'm not gonna ask anyone else so that I don't I don't okay, like it's actually not like an confession. Official. Oh my. Tim and I oh dear. were actually planning on breaking a rule <gasps> over Thanksgiving break. What rule? But then today, I decided... Okay, to be honest with you, <laughs> what does that do with that, me? That, what does that have to do with Tim? <laughs> I don't oh, know. No. I have no idea. Also, that's staying out. No, the rule, it wasn't... The reason I thought it was okay to do it, I wasn't deliberately breaking the rule. Sure, I was... Tim. Just gonna. I didn't mm-hmm. think the rule was in play because we were on vacation. I I knew that the rule was still in play. Oh, you which is why you should have told me. The rule is you can't drive another student's car oh. for like insurance reasons. Yeah, actually, and stuff. that is a rule. It makes sense. Anyway, so then Tim is over. leaving for Thanksgiving, and he was gonna let me use his car over Thanksgiving break because my girlfriend Carly is coming down, mm-hmm. and Carly. I wanted to be able to be the suave guy that picks suave. up his girl. For a date in a Dodge Nitro, Nitro. (laughs) you just became not suave. You said suave with a broken muffler. It's not. It's not suave. But I'm not allowed to use Tim's car. It's okay. You can just use my car. So that's a that's a confession. (laughs) We're not. (laughs) How do you say suave? Like the soap. There's no way we're using any of this. So moving on. So yeah, moving on. Just go into top three. Let's talk about our top three, but let's take a break first. We'll be right back. So for top three, we're doing the top three rules we broke at BMW, and I'm so proud. I'm so proud of coming up with this idea, which pride is bad so is this it's is really bad because we're still at bmw so i, I know this is actually that's what makes it fun is that i'm out so i can't get in trouble well, that's not true you can still get in trouble she administration said, of teen missions if you're listening this is the end of the episode thank you very much she's <laughs> <laughs> we'll okay. see you next week on christian so, rest talk my rules when i was a bmw student were a bit stricter so some of these aren't rules anymore but they were rules when i was there so number one oh i just remembered what i, I don't think i can say that one i uh, <laughs> I definitely broke three. I broke more than three rules. Uh, I no. danced. That was against the rules, and yeah, I did that all, all of BMW. Sinner. I know. Uh, two, I stayed out past curfew all the time because it was a little different. I feel like when I was a student that it wasn't that big of a deal. As long as you were in a female's dorm, in my brain, it wasn't past curfew. So, like, Shauna Bear, Hannah Johansson, I, we would all, like, just, like, pile into one dorm hang out till like 11 30 at night like before my i think it was like my 20th birthday we got like all of the girls on one bunk there was like 10 of us in there okay i don't get that that's kind of gross like guys did that i don't know why people try to make stuff weird that's not weird it is weird you just there's like 10 girls on two bunks on like a bunk um and then probably number three would be maybe wearing open-toed shoes in the kitchen Oh, yeah, I did that, that a lot. I still do that a lot. Remember that one person at BMW that would do KP with no shoes on? The rage I felt during that. That was gross. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I also fell asleep in prayer closet, but also. I was going to use that. Who has not done that? Tell me a person who has not that's, gone to pray for an hour and fall probably not in the rule book not to fall asleep. But it's it's, it's not still, good. It's still not good. That's between you and God. <laughs> 
I'm trying to think of stuff I did like during boot camp because that's the stuff you really like. There's strict rules at boot camp. I um okay mine. Are we doing three or are we doing one? Just go for it. Okay. I think the biggest one. Hmm. And it's right up there because I, I feel major guilt every time I fall asleep. And it's okay. I say every time it doesn't happen that often. It happened like twice, but every time I'm in prayer closet and I fall asleep, I feel so bad. Cause that's like every, all the time should be the Lord's time. But like, that's you're in there to like talk to Jesus, you know? So when you fall asleep, you're like, interceding on behalf of teen missions international. Yeah. Like there's the idea of there are staff and students that are told that there's someone praying during work hours at teen missions the whole time they're working. And I was, sleeping like that's just a terrible thing anyways so it's either that or this is this is terrible too because this is also god's time because we were in class i definitely watched a basketball game during in, during like march <laughs> march <laughs> march oh, madness man. if you did that in my class i would roast so can I, let me explain so we had <laughs> i would roast your we had a I'd have, have to confront you on that. We talked about confrontation. We had a Don't Zoom. do that in my class. Are you going to let me tell a story? We were at, we were, it was a season, a term where we had like three Zoom classes and they all happened during March and March Madness was on basketball, college basketball and LSU was playing uh, my mom's alma mater and the college team that we root for in every sport. And they were playing Michigan, I think. And we were in class. And so I, Put Zoom on to the left, my notes on the top, and then LSU was playing on the right side of my screen. And I watched the first half during class. That was probably the... <laughs> nice. I don't know. It's the most creative I can think of. Yeah. Wow. Mine also happened during Zoom and COVID class. Uh, all, of, all of our classes were over... Most of them. Most of our classes were over Zoom because it was... Uh, no, no, this is, we, we, sometimes we zoom in teachers because they live in other states. So we have, sometimes we have zoom teachers and so during their classes, I would either just play chess the entire chess online the entire time, just through the entire like class. That. I would just be playing chess online and uh. think, looking back on that, I feel really bad because that teacher was like putting their time and effort into, they All also them. had. All of a them. bunch of kids, so they were yeah. taking time out of their day <laughs> to teach us, and I was playing chess. I kind okay. of feel bad now about that. Now that we're one. on the roll, I will also confess <laughs> to playing games during Zoom class. <laughs> Plants vs. Zombies. We, we, were, wanna, hey, we just want to say... I 100%ed Plants vs. Zombies during Zoom class. Don't, guys, don't... Everything that we're saying, don't do it, and we've we've grown, and we're... We're not perfect. We're, yeah. we're not oh. perfect, but we're we're better than this. But this is don't, a prank. Just don't do this. I don't think this is breaking the rules, but this is a prank. Oh. During Zoom class, I recorded oh, a video of myself on a, in a loop, and then I put that video as my background. Oh, that was so funny. So then I was just sitting there laying on the floor during Zoom class <laughs> while I was just sitting there nodding my head and kind of like agreeing and stuff and <laughs> oh, moving no. around just to make it look like I and was... And I think the teacher didn't even did, think anything of it. He didn't pick up on it until the very end, and then I like, I popped my head up at the end, and he was like, oh, come on. I thought that might be a loop. <laughs> it was so funny. I was oh like, I wasn't doing anything. I was just laying on the ground listening. 
Speaking of pranks, Caleb, you know about the Jesus sign incident? Did I tell you about that? You did in 2018 uh, boot camp during so brainstorming like this, class. This is such a random story that we can <laughs> cut out if it's too long. So at Team Missions, there's this huge Jesus sign. Like each letter is spelled out individually. The letters are probably almost are taller than me, and under. I'm pretty tall for a girl. I'm 5'7". So they're probably like five feet tall maybe, and they're heavy. They're made out of solid wood, each individual letter. And so at one point in my class, we decided we wanted to do something rebellious, which is the start of like every terrible story. I don't know why we felt that way. I don't know. We did. We just, we wanted, we wanted to do something. And so we were going to carry the Jesus sign and we were going to hoist it. (laughs) They're bringing up my pets. Called out. (laughs) We were going to hoist it onto like the second level platform. And so we apologized to the live stream cameras, to Tom and Steve. We literally stood there in front of it and we're like, we're sorry. We just, we have this urge to do something rebellious and we're deciding to act on it, which is a terrible apology. <laughs> and then we proceeded to haul these stupid. The heart of man, everybody. <laughs> Woman, excuse okay. you. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Continue the story, Tim. Shut up. I'll let that pause hang so we can all think about Tim's shame. Okay. <laughs> So we carried these huge signs and like at BMW, you just don't have very much free time. Like you're so busy studying your everything. Like we had like two hours. It took us forever. These signs were so freaking heavy. Oh my gosh. And it was me and a bunch of girls carrying these. Not that we're not strong. We are strong women. We can carry them, but they were heavy and I was tired and worn. I would not be on board with that. I would have just been like, we guys can do that. That's too much work. We're not that good. You have to pay off. We hauled it. it. All the way up to the front office, and we realized we had no way to get it on the second level, like up on the platform right there. And so we didn't want to just leave it on the first level, so we're like, this is dumb. And then actually Abby Ayers came and told us that someone was buried back there. I don't even know if it's the truth. No, she said someone was buried side. back there and that that was there like their are, memorial. Yes, there so are we got freaked out that we like Yeah, so we got freaked out that we like defaced someone's grave and we're like we we got to haul it back. So then all these super this heavy prank, signs, we hauled all the way back and it was such a fail. This prank ult- prank ultimately backfired. It really the moral did. Yeah. Of the story is when you're going to carry pranks. Also when you're going to carry something, you got to plan out your your Oh rib. yeah, that's in the office safety manual. You got to plan where Read you're going to carry it. Read every other Tuesday by yours truly. Plan out your route before you, you carry would, heavy Caleb. things. So That's you don't true. We did some other pranks at BMW, yourself. but that was probably the best one. I got my desk saran wrapped. Someone took saran wrap and saran wrapped every single thing on my desk and the entire desk in one. They saran wrapped everything? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. We've done exactly zero pranks. Like, I, no, no, that's I not prank. true. Remember? We tried to prank. We, we tried to prank Miss Beth one time and tell her that Miss Shelley. Oh, that actually worked. Our too. teacher. So we walked into. Oh, okay. We'll close with this. We walked into Miss Shelley. It was April. It was April Fool's Day. We walked in Miss Shelley's class and tried to pull a prank on her. By everyone in the class had a different name assigned to them, so that like if Miss Shelley called on actual me, like on Timothy, then Caitlin would answer. It's always you and Caitlin. As Timothy, and I answered as Caitlin. And so, like, that day, it was April Fool's, Miss Shelley, or Caitlin would raise her hand. Caitlin would raise her hand, and then Miss Shelley would be like, yeah, Caitlin. And then I would start talking, Mm -hmm. and I I acted like a Calvinist um, or whatever. Wow, really confusing. And then so we did that. are you a Calvinist? We did that for a little bit. No comment. Uh, We did that for a little bit, and then eventually we told her, and she thought it was pretty funny. But then the next prank that we pulled... Or tried to pull was we told Miss Shelley that we were going to go into Miss Beth's office and try to act like Miss Shelley had left. Also, very upset. She, we got out of class that day, like I think it was like 10 minutes early, so we had some time. No, and, it, or no, it matched up with the 
so I I went down with a couple people with Gabe, Grace. Who else was there? Was that? I, I think it was just us three, maybe. I think Caitlin might have been down there too. And Gabe, Grace, and Caitlin, or whoever was down there, were in the hallway. And so I walked into Miss Beth's office, and I just said, "Hey, Miss Beth, I got to tell you something." Um, Miss Shelley, she she just got upset and she left. She's, she's done. She quit. And it's like it's like nine twenty or something in class. It's supposed to end at nine thirty. And Miss Beth goes, well, "What do you mean?" And she's super calm. And and I said, "Well, we were we were kind of messing around with her." And, and, you know, and she just got upset and she left like in a hurry and she wasn't, she wasn't good. Like she, she wasn't happy. <laughs> she got so upset. And Miss Beth goes, she goes, guys, like she looks at me and she's like, why did you do like, she gets like kind of upset. Oh, you can't and do those I things. said, I said, Miss Beth, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry, Miss Beth. Like, <laughs> I don't know why we did that. And, and she starts to get up and she starts to go out the office to like talk to the students or maybe call Miss Shelley. I don't know what she was going to do. And then she saw Gabe Grace and like us standing in the hallway and then she go and they were like April fools or whatever. And Miss Beth goes, guys, <laughs> I would have been starts, so mad. starts laughing. And, but it's yeah, like, it was a good one. I missed that one. That was, I was in the hospital. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. His appendix out. So I did, we did that April prank fools, on me having like two hours of sleep. My appendix isn't working. Is that right? Yeah. You were in the hospital. Yeah. You took Your appendix the ER? pulled the night before. That's all. Yeah. My later. appendix pulled an April. Guys, fools on me. thank you so much for listening to Christian guys talk. Um, we're so thankful. Thank you, Emma, uh, to come for coming on and, and just sharing a little bit, a little bit about BMW and your experiences here at Teen Missions. Um, if you guys want to follow Emma, she's at Emma Reynolds, Emmy Lou, at Emmy Lou. I only let people follow me that I know. Don't do that. I'm not into stalkers. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you guys can listen on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. And you can follow us at Christian Guys Talk on Instagram and then Christian Guys Talk and on Facebook. If you have any questions, you can email us at Christian Guys Talk at, at uh, gmail.com or you can DM us, whichever one, and we'll All right. get back to you. Thank you guys. Have a blessed week. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. It has been such a joy to be able to record this episode for you. We look forward to recording the next one. Follow us on our Instagram and Facebook at Christian Guys Talk. Feel free to email us with any questions at ChristianGuysTalk at gmail.com. Hope to see you again next week. Grace and peace be with you.